There is nothing wrong with your podcatcher. Do not attempt to adjust the volume. We are in control of this transmission. If we wish, we will make it louder. We will bring up the volume. If we wish to make it softer, we will turn it to a whisper. We will control the horizontal. We will control the vertical. We can roll the image. Make it flutter, even though this is an audio podcast. We can change the focus to a soft blur or sharpen it to a crystal clarity. Also, just the audio. For the next hour, or maybe more. Probably more. Definitely more. (laughs) Sit quietly, and we will control all that you see and hear. But you won't see anything. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your television set or podcatcher. You are about to participate in a great adventure. You're about to experience the awe and mystery, which reaches from the intermind to... The Among Wolves Halloween Special! So uh, first things first, uh, uh, welcome everybody. It's been a minute, um, and I, we do have several episodes actually in the pipeline, uh, but I had a baby, and um, I really suck at figuring out how to balance this with having a baby. So uh, this is going to be the one that comes out this week, because I'm going to force myself to do it if I have to stay up forever. Because it's Halloween. Because it's Halloween, and this is the thing that we do. We always have a Halloween special. Yes. So... So uh, make sure that if you are not already subscribed uh, or engage with us on social medias, do that because it maybe it'll encourage me to uh, get this done a little faster. So, so sorry, everybody who's uh, your tens and tens of listeners, uh, <laughs> but we'll get there. And then uh, so this one is uh, kind of more for entertainment and fun purposes than anything else, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, most of yeah. our Halloween ones are. That's true. Yeah, we just kind of do, like, fun little silly things. If you listened before, we reviewed uh, Halloween series and, and The Exorcist and a couple of other things. And I think we mostly did Halloween because we did Halloween oh, 1. We did. we did the original 1978 Halloween, and then the next year we did the, the, the trilogy Exorcist. of recent movies. All right, but then the year before that we did The Exorcist. The year before the year before, yeah. Yeah. Well, we did not. We haven't done like Psycho or Chainsaw Massacre or anything. Like oh, that. Psycho's a good one. That would have been good. But the, we decided since uh, um, we are, I, I don't know if you guys, if you guys have listened ever, you know that we like The Simpsons quite a bit, and yet somehow we managed to not have our own Treehouse of Horror episode. So we we decided to do a Treehouse of Horror episode. And Neil, how are we doing that? Oh, we uh, what we did is so we wanted to make a top ten list. But to weigh the do the top plan list, I decided what we could do is make two lists of 15. And then if there's overlap, they would be added together. Because I've heard way too many of these top 10 lists where people will like list their favorite whatever. If they're doing like Bond movies or something and then they do the thing where it's like each person tells their favorite or count backwards. And once all three guys say one, then they'll talk about it. Or whatever. So I said, no, no, no. We don't have that kind of time. <laughs> and <clears throat> so this way to just do mostly 10, I did I did a point system. And I gave 15 points for the number one and one point for the number 15 for mine and David's. And then we added them all up. So some movie, some episodes, you know, um, 
didn't make enough points to get in the top 10. But there were, what's funny is there were only nine, nine episodes that were um, the same. Yeah. Yeah, between the two of us, and the, uh, there was a, which were the nine that were that we had in common? I don't know if I put those together. Okay, that's fine. No worries. So basically, um, and how that how the explain how the point system worked because I like the way that you did that, and I think it's it's helpful for people. It was fifteen for number one mm-hmm. and one for number fifteen. Right, and so if we matched up on anything, then that added extra points to that particular one. Exactly. And, and so. so if you liked something a lot, it got and a high score. I didn't it with a fifteen, and I liked it a little with like a six that gave it nineteen points. If we both liked it a lot, it did well. But the thing is, like, I ha- I liked a few mo- some of my favorite ones. You didn't even put in your list. Yeah. I so they yeah. barely <laughs> hit. They barely got to the bottom with yeah. like 15, 14 something points. All right. So how do you want to do this? Do you want to do um, our first? What I was going to do uh-huh. is one of the things we loved were the openings. Yes. So I decided to do the Outer Limits opening, which is the original Outer Limits opening. That's from the TV show, which was kind of like the, oh, here's another, uh, what's it called? Um, another Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone, yeah. There was a the original Simpsons Halloween special opens with Marge telling people to be careful and keep the little kids not to watch because it's too scary. Tonight's show, which I totally wash my hands of, is really scary. So if you have sensitive children, maybe you should tuck them into bed early tonight instead of writing us angry letters tomorrow. Thanks for your attention. Yeah. Which is a parody of Frankenstein. The original Frankenstein movie opens with a guy who comes out in front of uh, the, the curtain. I think it will thrill you. It may shock you. It might even... So if any of you feel that you do not care to subject your nerves to such a strain, now is your chance to, uh, well, we've warned you. Yeah. Because I think this is what they did in the stage plays, you know, earlier. And it was very much like he comes out and says how scary it is and that he warns us that you will be scared. So Marge kind of does that. Then the next one, Homer kind of (laughs) says, you know. Mostly the Christian times. Most of those religion (laughs) times, yeah. He's like, some of these people have been complaining and la da da You see, there are some crybabies out there, religious types mostly, who might be offended. If you are one of them, I advise you to turn off your set now. You know, just put up with it. Yeah. And then I think they did one with where they, they started with Alfred Hitchcock Presents, yep. yep. which was an old um, TV show from the 50s mm-hmm. into the 60s that opened with Alfred Hitchcock, you know, going in front of his little caricature of himself. And I and I watched a I watched I rewatched them all uh, just because I have a baby who doesn't sleep at night and so I need something to put on while I'm feeding him. Uh and I didn't realize how many Hitchcock references they actually have. There's tons of Hitchcock references throughout the various um things even one of the ones that i thought was just so good was um oh which one was it It was the opening sequence for um the the 24th um treehouse of horror so wait when you said you watched them all are you talking about like every episode yeah oh <laughs> okay i'm gonna put my cards on the table and i have not seen all these episodes because <laughs> i got to a point in the late 90s where i'm like where i'm like these aren't that good where I felt like the Treehouse House uh, Treehouse episodes were some of my very favoriteest Simpsons episodes oh, yeah. in general, and I will um, 
sneak peek into all these. These are heavily quoted in the Simpsons, in the Simpsons family, in the Whitney <laughs> Browers family. Yeah. Like me, my sister, my cousin Jason, my dad. Yeah. We used to quote the crap out of these episodes. These are some so. of the best. Yeah. And you're correct. Is is they did not um the the newer ones suck kind of like every now and again they they got a nice little hit um, or a nice little parody but it's never the same as but like, I'm like from like nine on I was like <laughs> eh so yeah. I will say that I didn't watch a lot of these and then from what I did watch yeah I didn't like anyway so I don't feel like I was missing out on anything <laughs> so well, so mine are very early episodes hen- centric. Well, they they did one in the uh, the opening sequence of uh, number twenty four where um, they just had littered throughout the the opening sequence of like your regular Simpsons opening Simpsons, you know the Simpsons and the, everything's going on. But um, they had uh, characters from horror films or horror writers showing up like as Simpsons characters and either killing people or just being menacing or whatever. And Hitchcock is in one of those, and I think he kills Marge. I can't remember, um, but but he's there. He, no, he kills uh, Mrs. Krabappel. He sicks the birds on Mrs. Krabappel, mm. which I thought was hilarious. And there was just a bunch of those that I was like, "This is this is great." Those, it was like a nice little opening sequence, and everybody dies in it, and it was it made me happy. <laughs> and uh, what I also liked is they used to have framing devices. Yes, but then they kind of got rid of the framing devices. Mm-hmm. Oh, real quick, a framing device is like oh. a story that sets up another story. So it's like the original framing device was, like you said, at the treehouse. So what it is is Bart, Lisa, and Maggie go up into the treehouse after trick-or-treating, and Homer goes up to listen to what the kids are saying. Wait a minute. Let's see what the kids are up to. So Lisa and and Bart take turns re- telling stories to scare the other person, and they do three stories, and that's how you get the thing. And none of them are scared except for Homer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then Marge wants to... T- it's like, no, turn off the lights. Oh, no, Marge. Come on, please. Homer, I'm not sleeping with the lights on. They're just children's stories. They can't hurt you. and then and then the next year it's they all had nightmares Mm -hmm. because they ate too much candy and each one had a different nightmare yeah and the next year was uh they um had a halloween party at the simpsons house and all the kids are there and then they all tell scary stories there are two episodes that didn't make either of our list, but I wanted to mention things about them. Go for it. One was the Untitled Robot Parody, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of like Transformers. Yeah. But what was funny about like it had nothing scary about it. It was just that they were Transformers. Some of these episodes are, are they just throw things at, right. against the wall. Yeah, whatever is popular at the time or <laughs> random Yeah, they, they want to do a parody of... So what the the part I wanted to mention is it's supposed to take place at Christmas where Bart gets a transformer for Christmas. It's a live transformer. But the next day they have two transformers in the in the front yard and they're beating each other and Bart says something like Finally a boxing day that lives up to its name. <laughs> and I thought that was so funny. Yeah. Because Boxing Day has nothing to do with boxing, but it was funny that they had that. And the other one I think is the Genesis Project or something like that. Genesis Tub. The Genesis what? Tub. Tub. Yeah. And that's when Lisa puts a little tooth in a little Petri dish, and then there's a little... Static electricity brings it all to life. Yeah, and then they're all alive. 
this whole civilization and she's like a god but i bring that one up because that's the one that south park made famous because they had a similar story about making uh sea monkeys i couldn't call them sea monkeys i think they call them sea people or something <laughs> and they were all alive and they were like ruling it as gods and the one guy's like oh no simpsons did it simpsons did it <laughs> trying to say that the simpsons already did that one and then the whole thing was simpsons did it simpsons did it and then like they're like dude since it's been on for years which was like 20 years ago when they did this episode and they said um so they already did, they did everything, everything. Yeah. And then they said, and even that one was just a riff on an old Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, I was going to say, well, I, I, I thought that that one was a um, take on a Twilight. Yeah, yeah, that one was on um, Twilight Zone. That that was, what's it called? Uh, people found a little a little uh, civilization of people. The astronauts found them on a planet. Nice. Which, again, happened whenever the first premise of the Men in Black movie, right? A whole universe inside the marble. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about when they went into the, the, the little locker. locker. <laughs> that, <Yeah>. too. <laughs> All right, so the ones that didn't make it, I will go in in descending order of votes. And uh, David had Starship Poopers. Yep. Which was Did Starship you ever see that one? No, I didn't. Let's see. So Starship Poopers is, um, it's actually quite messed up. And this is why I, I chose it on there, because it was so just out there and very... Um, late 90s that i was like this this just says everything about television in the late 90s because essentially what had happened is maggie started to Wait, uh, how going far into this are you gonna go uh, just real quick okay uh, yeah i won't do it for all but maggie starts to get a tooth and she becomes like looking like the alien king you know she has tentacles instead of arms and all this stuff and so king and kodo show up and they're like oh you know this is actually my baby not yours homer and so they go on jerry springer and they fight the whole thing out and it's just a it's just outlandishly ridiculous and um at the very end, they said, I can't believe it. Jerry Springer didn't solve our conflict. And now he's dead. All right. Then I had, if I only had a brain, which was a Frankenstein parody, but the difference was that it was a robot instead of uh, a man made of man parts. <laughs> but it was Homer's brain. Yeah. And then Ghost Dad. Yes. Dad. Which is essentially Ghost Dad, if you've ever seen that movie. From Bill Cosby? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's essentially, but it, had, uh, it just had some great one-liners um, that hit me because of uh, Christianity and stuff like that. Because he is sent back down to do one good deed, right? Because he wasn't bad enough to go to hell, but also not good enough to get into heaven. So he needed to go back. He had 24 hours to do one good deed. And uh, Marge will say, Well, I've got a whole list of chores. Clean the garage, paint the house, grab the... Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just trying to get in. I'm not running for Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. All right, um, I know what you diddly did. Yep, that is a call to I know what you did last summer, except for rather than killing a random person, it was it was Ned Flanders oh, who turned sense. into a werewolf. Yeah, and he turned into one. Yeah, exactly. Then uh, Nightmare Cafeteria. That's one of mine. That's yours. Yeah, that was uh, is based on Soylent Green, where they where you eat people. Oh, spoiler to that movie. But so they were eating the kids in the cafeteria at the school, which has one of my favorite lines. That my sister and I always use because there's a part where they're like, Don't worry, guys. Something always comes along to save us. Uh, nevertheless, I remain confident that something will come along and save the two Simpsons children. <laughs> so my sister and I will always do the two Simpsons kids or the two Whitney kids. <laughs> that, um, that one almost made my list because of, uh, 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 what's his name? Skinner's uh, conversation about um, the, the German kid. What's his Uder. name? Uder. Mark, is it 
strike you as odd that Uder disappeared and suddenly they're serving us this mysterious food called Uderbraten? Oh, relax, kids. I've got a gut feeling Uder's around here somewhere. <laughs> After all, isn't there a little Uder in all of us? <laughs> in fact, you, you might even say we just ate Uder and he's in our stomachs right now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, scratch that one. All right, the next one is Bart's Nightmare, a.k.a. the Bart Zone. Yeah. Did this one make your list? No. I'm surprised this didn't make your list. You know what? I might have missed this one. Oh, man. This one was this was Bart's Nightmare and the one where they all had, all three of them had nightmares. And Oh, is this the one where he's the, the, the kid who wishes him in the cornfield? Yes. Or oh. wishes him into the, he becomes the, the jack of the box. Yeah, yeah. Poster. That's the, um, God, I can't remember what the original title is. It's Billy Mummy, who's the Will Robinson from Lost in Space. He did a few kid, before he was in Lost in Space, he did a few Twilight Zones. And that's the one with the kid with the omnipotent powers who was mm-hmm. able to wish people into the, tw- the cornfield. So if that's where that term comes from, too. Gotcha. You know, and he turns his uncle into a jack-o'-lantern, so when they wish... Homer into Homer a jack-in-the-box. This one was really, really close to getting in, because it's one of my favorites. It was good, and the what I liked the best about it is is that Bart's nightmare was bonding with Homer. Yeah. <laughs> and that's classic early Simpson stuff that you can't, like, they, they don't have that anymore. <laughs> yeah, they started getting along, so then he woke up screaming. I was I was really surprised that that didn't make your list. You know what? That almost did. Because that's the one that I even was where he's like, I want to watch Krusty. Shut up, boy. This guy kicks his field goal. I went 50 bucks. <laughs> that's the one. Now I'm thinking that 50 bucks is like $200. <laughs> right. But <laughs> then they're like, and then Harry Shearer does a great Vin Scully. And he also does, I think he does another uh, Keith Jackson. And Keith Jackson used to do football games. Vin Scully was the Dodgers announcer, but he did such a good Vin Scully voice. Even Gabo does it in the one episode. And um, he's like, the kick is up. It's looking good. The ball is turning into a fat, bald guy. <laughs> and it's no good. And then, and then Homer comes in a cab. <laughs> so, oh, damn, that is a good one. Okay, yeah. then Time and Punishment. Which yeah. is terrible that we didn't put it in, but that's when. Um, How did that not make it in? Because I I have that on my list. Yeah, it's on mine too. But it's low. It is low. So yeah. we only it only has eight points. So we both didn't rate it higher than a four pointer. Yeah, that one almost didn't make my list. But um, I, I mean, I I thought about it because I'm like, well, it's just another uh, you know time travel cliche thing. But that hand in the toaster thing kept coming back to me. You know, Marge, I've had my share of troubles. But sitting here now with you and the kids in our cozy home in this beautiful free country, it just makes me feel that I'm really a lucky guy. Dad! Your hand is jammed in the toaster! What? Dad! Ah! And then the, where he misses the raining donuts <laughs> and all these little, these yeah. Little. It, the basis of that one is is there's a story where these people go back in time to like hunt dinosaurs and stuff, but one of them stepped on a on a on a butterfly. That's like the, the butterfly, butterfly effect. effect. And they come back to the present and a bunch of stuff's different. And they're like, oh, no. So then that's Homer going back in time, screwing everything up. Yeah. 
but it's all thrown together all crazy. Yep. But that one has one of my best favorite lines because one of my favorite things in in comedy is the part where they do a cliche and they're ready to hit that cliche and they throw a curveball at it. And the example in this one is they have these dogs chasing Homer and he's running from the dogs and he pulls out this whole string of you know sausage links that are all connected like an old, any old cartoon. And in every mo- every cartoon, the character would throw those sausage links at the dogs. But what's funny is. The other thing is, like, why would Homer have these sausage links? And you're like, well, Homer would probably have sausage links because he likes to eat food, and he probably have those on him. And then he pulls them out, and he's like, these weenies will give me the energy to escape. And he eats them all, and then he goes... <laughs> oh, no. They're gaining on me. Wait, I have an idea. These wieners will give me the quick energy I need to escape. Um, 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 um. And he, and he hits us power boost like a video game and is gone. And it's so funny because you're like, oh, he'll throw those at the dogs. But he doesn't. I knew that was what was going to be there. We've actually had that particular clip in the show before. Oh, good. It'll be easier yeah. for you to put it back in. <laughs> Mine from that one that I really liked uh, was that one also is part of uh, Treehouse of Horror 5, if I'm not mistaken, where they kill Willie with an axe in the back in every single segment. Oh, yeah. And this one in particular, in Time and Punishment, it's Maggie who who hits him in the back with an axe, and Maggie's voice is James Earl Jones. Jones. You're still not in your own world, Homer. I can get you home, but you have to do exactly as I... This is indeed a disturbing universe. And I'm like, this is such a great cameo for a one-liner. And he had done, he did the Raven. James he did the whole first, he was in the first episode. Yeah. and and Because he did the Raven and he did the one, the chef who was with Kane and Kodos. And, oh, that's right. He did. And I don't know, he might have done something with the Nightmare House. So, okay. So then um, Tara at five and a half feet. I don't think you put that in I there. I did not. Oh, man. That's one of my favorites. But I only had it at 10. So it was one in my top six. So that's the one where they, they do the pair of, uh, I think it's um Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. Yeah. Which is uh old Twilight Zone episode. There's where, something. William Shatner, right? Yeah. yeah. Something on the wing <laughs> where William Shatner sees the um, gremlin on the side of the wing. And in that one, he's a big, fluffy, teddy bear-looking guy. And then what scared the pants off me as a kid was the remake of it in Twilight Zone, the movie, mm. with John Lithgow seeing the... Well, I haven't seen that one. Oh, whoa, you got to see the... Yeah. Yeah, you got to see the Twilight Zone, the movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it. So in that one, John Lithgow's doing the same part, but it is intense and shot well. And it's funny, too, because there's, like, smoking on the plane still because it's, like, 1984. <laughs> And, and there's a whole thing where, you know, he, he, you know, he does this, it's the same story, a little more, it's way more intense than the original. And one thing I loved was in the show, Third Rock from the Sun, which starred John Lithgow, which in the premise of that is they're all aliens disguised as humans. And then when the alien overlord comes to visit, he's played by William Shatner and he had something about saying, oh, you know, I had such a terrible flight over here. You know, I guess he took a commercial flight on earth and he's like i saw something on the wing of the plane and then john lithgow goes so how was your trip sir horrifying at first i looked out the window and i saw something on the wing of the plane the same thing happened to me and then like me and my cousin erica were like oh oh do you get that that's the best that's cool oh oh and it was just like oh, that's cool good for them for doing something like that Oh, it was too much. Okay. So does this bring us now into the actual topic? No, not yet. We got two more. Really? Wow. 
And then we have Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace, which is a Freddy Krueger. It sure is. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you didn't. Did that not make your list? Or it just did. It's it just not high, high enough. enough. It, that's eleven points. These last two are both eleven points, just yeah. barely making it. That was in the one where Maggie basically solved all of everybody's problems at, at every at every turn because she she uh, kills the um, groundskeeper Willie. And the best part of that whole episode is where groundskeeper Willie's on fire and he goes into the PTA meeting and uh, the the parents are talking to Skinner and they're like, "Hold on, let's give um, Milhouse's dad his time." And he starts talking to something random about. Ah, help! Please help me! Willie, please. Mr. Ben Houghton has the floor. Uh, I, for one, would like to see the cafeteria menus in advance so parents can adjust their dinner menus accordingly. Uh, I don't like the idea of Millhouse having two spaghetti meals in one day. <laughs> then he just has to sit in the corner and burn. <laughs> something terrible. Something so dumb. And then he just burns, and then he turns to ash, and then he... Cleans up his own ashes because yeah. he's still the constable or the custodian <laughs> the, the, yeah. and the grounds. Yeah, uh, that was great. So that one's good too, but it just wasn't high enough. And then the other is Homer cubed. Yeah, I like that one. So that's the that was the first uh, ever computer animated Simpsons episode, and that's why that made my list. And it's pretty high on my list too. I actually put it as something to mention, even though it didn't make my list. Oh yeah, yours was high because it didn't make my list, so it was in your eleven. Yeah. So somehow. Uh, yeah. really screw, I really screwed you on that one. Yeah, because that one that one was really high and for me because for a lot of reasons. A, the, I, I remember the trailers leading up to that as a kid because I remember that they were like, oh, it's going to be in 3D and, and like they had like teaser shots of Homer as a 3D character. I'm like, this is going to be great. And I remember watching that. Uh, and so that's part of why it was so high on my list. And then whenever he's behind the bookcase, he's like, I've never been back here before. And he goes back in there and he couldn't name that it was called the bookcase. Yeah, he's like behind this book theme with Bob or something. <laughs> and then they're like, what's it like in there? And they're like, and he says, Homer, this is your physician, Dr. Julius Hibbert. Can you tell us what it's like in there? Um, it's like, uh, did anyone see the movie Tron? No. 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 Yes. I mean, I mean no. No. <laughs> and then when he's falling down into what ends up being the real world, it's just uh, he just uh, piece of cake. He's gonna make this jump to Bart. I'll save you, Dad. I can't get any closer. You'll have to jump. Piece of cake, son. I remember watching that and I was like, oh man, they're so mean to Tron. I love Tron. (laughs) And then also the fact is because it was what it was 3D. So everybody was like, whoa. Yeah, it was cool. And at school, we talked about it. Yep. And then one kid, Milburn, he was like, "Holy macaroni!" <laughs> yeah, because that's what he said. And and that that's based off of a little girl lost, which is um, a Twilight Zone episode where the girl kind of gets sucked into the wall into a different dimension. So she's like inside the other dimension, but still. And that's what they drew on the wall when they were trying to get him out. Yeah, which ended up being you see nodded in a bunch of other things or evolved. Like I remember um, the first Stranger Things where they used the the letters and the lights. Yeah, it, it was, was very, very much like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, very reminiscent of, of this kind of same thing. Yeah. Kind of like Poltergeist too. 
Oh, yeah. Where she talked to the TV. Yes. Poltergeist also scared the crap out of me as a kid. Please, you shouldn't watch Poltergeist as a kid. Oh, it was the 80s, man. (laughs) The 80s. Parents didn't, they were like, oh, no, don't watch this part. Uh, Yeah, close your eyes at this part. (laughs) I'm just thinking of all the things that scared, like, like, I don't know. Right now, I'd be like, Robert, don't watch any of this. But it's like, back then, it was like, eh, we're going to watch Conan the Destroyer. Yeah. So, when they put that horn on the... The statue's head, instead of turning into a god, it turned into a big monster, and it was scary and killed all those people. And I'm like, Ugh. so I would, you know, I probably watched it once, was scared, and then listened to it like 10 times because I'd go hide my eyes. Like the end of Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark. Watch Raiders of the Lost Ark like 10 times as a little kid, yeah. but would always like hide under the desk whenever their faces were going to get melted. But even like, even movies that were meant for kids were a whole lot scarier. Oh, God. Like I watched The Secret of Nim with, with Gemma, and there were some scary parts in there. there was it is intense. intense parts, and she was like, I don't think I can watch this. And then I was like, well, I want to watch the, uh, the never-ending story. And then I was like, oh, maybe I can't watch the never-ending story with this kid. Right. <laughs> and that one wasn't as scary, but boy, when that horse got stuck in the mud. Yeah, just the wolf. Uh, oh, the wolf was scary. You're yeah, right. Never ending story. That's the, oh, uh, and the, the nothing. The nothing. The nothing. And then the wolf just hiding out at the corner. Which is like his eyes. And yeah, like, uh, oh, and my daughter already has a thing where she's scared of wolves. And so I'm like, I can't watch this movie with her. But, you're right. Yeah, it's movies like that were, were scarier. Yeah, they, they made scary movies. But also kids. look at like the Disney movies, like from like the first run, like the first like five or so. And like, you know, like Pinocchio, it's kind of scary. Yeah. And like, Maleficent. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, Damn, kids were tough in the 40s. <laughs> yeah, they needed to be, right? Apparently, we don't need to have tough kids. We do need to have <laughs> tough kids. All our kids are wusses. Yeah. yeah, I said it. <laughs> because I was even talking to Lisa about, like, well, I watched that show when I was four. Robert should be able to watch it. She's like, that was the 80s. That's different. You can't judge what you watch versus them. I know. All right, so here's the plan, everybody. We need to make all of our kids watch the scariest movies ever in order to tough them, toughen them up. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. That would really mess them up. It sure would. Yeah. Yeah, I watched some horror movies too. Not a lot because I was scared of them. Yeah. But like, even, you know, but then I was Freddy Pants too. Because even at like nine or something, like MTV did a whole thing when Friday the Th- uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4 came out mm-hmm. and show. And like, my cousin Erica like makes fun of me now still because she's like, oh, you were scared when Freddy came on with music videos. <laughs> so she'd watch music videos all day and then they'd have commercials. In between the commercials, they'd show scenes from Nightmare, Nightmare 4. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, it's on again. And yeah. I remember Nightmare on Elm Street messed me up as a kid just because, like, you can't hide from your dreams. I didn't even need that part. <laughs> I just saw him, and I was done. <laughs> like, the trailers were enough to scare the crap out of me. Yeah. And we even saw, like, I remember I saw the first half hour and the last half hour of Friday or Nightmare 2, which was funny because it was on TV, so they make it go two hours with commercials. Right. So I watched... Like the first one, and he's barely, Freddy's barely even in it. And it's like, oh man, the intensity. And the last half hour, it's like, it's all Freddy in the real world. It's like, oh man. Yep. But like a lot of the stuff in the middle, I didn't watch because Perfect Strangers was on that night. So I had to watch oh, that. Balky. <laughs> but like I was watching that stuff, and I'm like, oh, the school bus is a. Erica made me watch it. <laughs> Yeah, because they do stuff where they're like they find like Nancy's journal in the house because it's this other guy Jesse moves into the house that Nancy was in and and she's he's reading the stuff about her boyfriend across the street and they're like oh there's stories about the girl who went crazy in this house because her boyfriend got killed across the street and Erica's like that's from the first movie and I'm like <laughs> ooh there's other stuff yeah that was like. That, that was really kind of like the first universe building type scary movie, isn't it? That, that I don't know. Street. That was, 
Now, that, well, that's but that's all sequels, so it's not right, really right. universe building. It's just continuous story, kind of. Okay. But they had that stuff before, because like if you actually, you know what, like the universe building is actually universal. I had that in the in the thirties and forties, because like they had Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. Oh yeah, that's right. They did all that stuff, and then they had like House of Frankenstein, and everybody shows up for that and stuff yeah. like that. So that's cool. <laughs> so. I just remember like the the whole Freddy versus Jason kind of things that that uh, developed from all of the from all the Nightmare on Elm Streets and Friday the Thirteenth. So. Yeah, that was the thing that they wanted to do. Yeah. But the problem was Paramount owned Jason and New Line Cinemas owned Freddy, and they wanted to put that together, but they couldn't work together. And so what they wanted, so what they did is they said, "Well, how about Freddy versus Carrie?" But we're not going to use Carrie. We're going to use another girl that's exactly the same as Carrie, but it's not Carrie. And that's Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven, the New Blood. Because the girl has um, telekinesis powers. So there's a part towards the end. That one's funny, too. Because that one, I guess a lot of kids watch that. like, Or people my age watch that because that came out like when we were getting to the age where you can watch it. And it was the new one. But And then there's like the showdown with the girl. But then she had the power. So she's able to throw the a TV. The power? And the power of voodoo. <laughs> What's so, <power? laughs> so she's able to like throw TVs and stuff at him and kind of fight him with the powers. So, and this is like when Jason, like they used a lot of makeup and there's a part where she gets mad and then like his mask explodes and then he's got the gross face. And that was like the first time you're like, oh my goodness, it's such oh, a I've gross never face. Seen that. I know. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. 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 Because see, what's funny is like in the earlier, in the earlier Jason movies, he's still like a person. He's right. kind of alive. For some reason he never died. And then you'd see his face and it was this ugly looking face. And then part four, he died, died. And then part five was a weird one. Where they had an imposter. And then part six, they brought him back to life, Frankenstein style, where they try to unbury his body to burn the body. But instead, he got hit by lightning and came back to life. So like six, seven, and eight, he's kind of like a zombie monster. Right. And that's that. So when they break his face, it's not really like an ugly dude. It's like an ugly monster kind of face. I remember one where they blew him up at the beginning of the movie. That was part nine. Okay. That's uh, for, uh, Jason Goes to Hell. Oh, yes. That's so, right. Which is funny because, like we were talking about, like all the other movies kind of were on a continuous story. Same mm-hmm. thing with, with Freddy. They all took place after the other. So it's the end of part six, they put a weight on him and put him at the bottom of the ocean. Seven, he gets out, or the lake. Seven, he gets out of the lake. And at the end, goes back in the lake. And eight, he gets out of the lake. But then nine, it's like, all right, we're just going to start. And we'll just, he's well, out there. He's out there. It didn't matter, yeah. it, you know. And the same thing with Freddy's dead. It didn't continue off of part five. It was just like, he's already out there. He didn't need to come back for whatever they did to stop him. He's just there. So that was Jason. And he chased that one girl who had to take a shower in the beginning because that's what they do of course. in horror movies. Yeah. And the house was dark or something. But, and then you find out that girl was like um, FBI or something. And then it gets there and the girl's like, you know, hides. And then there's like 50 army dudes like coming out and then they just start blowing them away. <laughs> <laughs> and then they make them explode. And then yeah. it's like. And then the guy eats his heart. Yeah. Yeah. That was wild. And then what's terrible about that movie is it's all these other people who are like possessed by Jason. Right. And Jason's not really even in it until the very end again. So the very beginning, the very end, it's just him. So it's kind of like, oh, it's not really a Jason movie. Yeah. It's just other people killing. So Except for when he walks by a mirror because then he looks like Jason. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But that's the first one that New Line Cinema did. That's why it's also not called Friday the 13th. Ah. It's called Jason Goes to Hell. And then there's Jason X. Yeah. So then when they owned both characters, they were able to do Freddy versus Jason, Jason, which isn't that bad. Yeah, no, it's bad. Oh, it's bad. It's, it's more more of a joke than anything else. Yeah. That would made it pretty high on my list just because of my fondness for the Nightmare on Elm Street stuff. 
Oh, for back to groundskeeper Willie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked. I really liked him as and at the at the end where he comes off on the bus and he's like, for one last scare. I don't know, Bart. Something tells me Willie's still out there and that he could come back any time in any form and kill us in ways we can't even imagine. Boo! Hello! Ah! Yeah, um, yeah! Oh, stop! I left my gun on the seat! Hey! Wait here, please! All right, so our real thing, now that I talked about Friday the 13th for 20... I honestly thought, because this year, October has a Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. That would have been... To do a Friday the 13th retrospective. That would have been a good idea. I just haven't seen enough of them. I know. Jason wasn't... I wasn't a big Jason fan. I didn't like Jason either. I always thought Freddy was so much better. Me too. And then, you know, over the the years, there was a point, like, I don't know, after high school or something, it's like, oh, let's watch them. They're not that good. I mean, they're not as good. But they're fun. Yeah, there's there, there are like some seriously memorable scenes, like where um, uh, I think it's Jason takes Manhattan or oh, something like that. Yeah, that was bad. It, it was really bad, but it had that one scene where he's where that boxer guy oh. is the first guy ever to like just I'm going to straight up box Jason, and he backs him up and and then <laughs> he dies. Jason terribly. knocks his head off yeah. literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But they have these memorable moments, and they're just so outlandish. But um, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's one of the things. But yeah, but I got really into all those, and I'm like, this is the way we could set it all up. This is the way it all is. So maybe we'll do that next year. I don't know. <laughs> all right, what else? Okay, right, so number ten in our countdown is the monkey's paw. The monkey's paw. Yeah, I rated this one high. I don't even think you put it on there. It wasn't on my list at all. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, See, I, I, I it almost made my list, um, but it just didn't. <laughs> the turkey sandwich bit that was hilarious. Oh yeah. So. Uh. <laughs> Story of the Monkey's Paw is it's based on an, uh, a short story where there's a, a monkey's paw, yeah. like a shriveled up, dried up monkey's paw. That, the legend. Huh? The legend, right? That's yeah, it's, it. a, it's a old, yeah. It's, it's a, a very old legend. Yeah. And what it is is you can make wishes on it and it will grant you these wishes. But the problem is they'd be ironic wishes where something would go bad because and in it like what's it called? Bart wants to be rich and famous, which was funny because it was very meta because at the time this came out, the Simpsons had so much merchandise at the time yeah. and they had a Simpsons like sings the blues CD and all this stuff. So they were joking about Simpsons Calypso yep. and Bart was in commercials like you should get a mammogram, man. Yeah. <laughs> and <clears throat> so everybody hated them because they were so They're overused. Mm-hmm. And like the Kardashians. So, yeah. Why are they even famous? <laughs> so then, Everybody hated them, so they're like, oh, everybody hates us. This sucks. And then Lisa wishes for world peace, and then part and Homer goes, Lisa, how selfish of you. I know, that was a great line. <laughs> but then the problem is when they she wished for world peace, that Kane and Kodos came over and took over with just a board with a stick. Yep. Or, sorry, a board with a nail in it, yeah. and they took over the planet, so then that sucked. And then, No, they had something else. They had slingshots. It was oh, low. It was a slingshot. Yeah. Oh, you're right. They had slingshots. Yeah. Your superior intelligence isn't <laughs> any match for our puny weapons. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a board with a nail in it. Run. <coughs> they'll make bigger boards with bigger nails. <laughs> so they make a board with a nail in it so big they'll destroy the world. <laughs> so that's that's that one. And uh, But the best part is Homer says, that's it. I'm going to make a wish that's not going to be, that's not going to. Backfire. Backfire. He's like, okay, okay. I'll make a wish that can't backfire. I wish for a turkey sandwich on rye bread. With lettuce and mustard. And, and I don't want any zombie turkeys. I don't want to turn into a turkey myself. And I don't want any other weird surprises. You got it? Hey. Mm. Mm. Oh. Mm, not bad. Nice hot mustard. 
for bread. Turkey's a little dry. The turkey's a little dry? Oh, foul the cursed thing! What demon from the depths of hell created me? But my dad used to do, I don't want any zombie turkeys. <laughs> so, yeah. but mostly all those, just those lines. And then yeah. when he gives Flanders the monkey's paw. Oh, yeah. And then everything works out for Flanders. I wish I had a monkey's paw. <laughs> wish I had a monkey's paw. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. That's number 10? Yeah. All right, what's number nine? My This is another one of my top top three wow. <laughs> that you didn't even rank. <clears throat> was King Homer. Yeah, I didn't like that one. Oh, so good because <laughs> King Kong. It's a parody of it King Kong. It's literally parody. yeah, it's, it's a straight reenactment. <laughs> that's King. why I didn't care for it because I'm like, it's literally King Kong. But it's so good. They have so many good lines and there like good lines. Yeah. They go there and 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 Marge is supposed to go on the boat and Smither. It's Mr. Burns and Smithers and Smithers says, "What do you think, Smithies? I think women and semen don't mix. We know what you think, young lady. You're hired. There's a great part with like Lanny Carl and that one dude with the glasses. And it's like, hey, I heard we're going to Ape Island. Yeah, to capture a giant ape. I wish we were going to Candy Apple Island. Candy Apple Island? What do they got there? Apes. But they're not so big. Just <laughs> stuff like that. And, and it's, yeah, it's literally King Kong. So, yeah. I mean, they go and they find King Homer and take him, put him on the boat, put him on Broadway. And he yep. busts open and Barney sees him and says, hey, you want a peanut? I said one! He kicks him. <laughs> and then, and then he, he tries to climb the... But he can't. The, the Empire State Building, but he's so out of shape, so he gets like three stories up. And yeah, The best is how they animated um, him grabbing Marge through the window because it looked just like the bad... Um, uh, in the original... Like the King giant Kong, hand. The giant hand in the King Kong film where they're trying to pull the girl out and it's like the weird, awkward waving that she does and and I was like, oh yeah, that's 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 perfect right there. Yeah. yeah. So just but, some of those lines yeah. and it's just... it that, that is a good one, but I've yeah. just never been a King Kong fan. All right. All right. Here's an, Now here's another one of Neil's that wasn't on <laughs> David's. <clears throat> this one is my favorite. Was it really? Which one? <clears throat> yep, it is a clown without pity. Which one's the clown? Is that the evil clown one? That's the evil crusty doll. Yeah, the evil crusty and doll it's one. it's a remake of the Twilight Zone, a living doll starring Telly Savalas, who is a mean, jerky stepdad who hates the doll, or he's kind of mean and and in general. And he finds this doll talking Tina, and she says, "I'm talking Tina, and I love you." And then there's later where he's yelling at the wife and everything, and leaves the doll, and then he like pulls the string, and she says, "My name is Talking Tina, and I don't like you very much." Yeah. And then it's like, it's all crazy. And like, you could see on how it's like driving Telly Savalas mad. And so they did that, but they did a Homer with a, with a talking crusty doll, talking crusty doll. And what's funny about that, the best part is it, it opens with Bart's birthday and they're like, where's your present Homer? And he's like, Hey Homer, where's your present? Oh, I mean, don't worry, son. I forgot to get you a present, but I swear on my father's grave. Hey, I will get you one now. Then he goes to like the shop that they buy um, uh, Gizmo in and Gremlins. Yeah. And that's where he says everything's cursed. Take this object, but beware, it carries a terrible curse. Ooh, that's bad. But it comes with a free Frogut. That's good. The Frogut is also cursed. That's bad. But you get your choice of topping. That's good. The toppings contain potassium benzoate. That's bad. Can I go now? So, like, everything is cursed, but it's so good. And then, but, like, then 
Krusty tries to kill Homer, and it's sorry, it's just so funny. Yes, who, fat boy? Merch, merch, look! Ah. Oh my God! The Dell's trying to kill me, and the toaster's been laughing at me. Oh, uh, yeah, that is then, a great line. But he's like really trying to kill him. So then they have to call the Krusty Hotline, and then they put him on hold, where they do seventy songs on hold music that has to do with what they're what's happening. Like when Maggie disappeared, and he's calling the police station, and then they have Baby come back. Oh yes, you can bring it all on me. So from Playa. So then they instead in this one, it's it's everybody loves the clown. Why don't you? He's like, <laughs> and then the, the repair guy comes and looks at Krusty, and he goes, hey. "Yep, here's your problem. Someone set this thing to evil." I love you, Homer. Come here, you. But then after that, Homer treats him like crap. Did you walk the dog? Yeah, he buried me a couple of times. Yeah, dogs like to bury old junk. Yeah, you stupid. So idiot. I will also do, yeah, dogs like to do that with old junk. <laughs> and like my friend Adam thinks that's hilarious because we'll do, he'll do that too now. But Lisa's like, I don't understand you. Because I'll say that like, yeah, dogs like to do the old junk. <laughs> but the best part is when he tries to get rid of a clown in the middle of the moop show and he has him in this bag with the stinky socks. Oh, yes. You think your dirty socks can stop me? Well... They are making me dizzy. Goodbye, Dolly. Arrivederci, Vito. I was a fool to think anyone would want nude photos of Whoopi Goldberg. What the? (laughs) He throws them in to come back. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Uh, but plus, I also love that Twilight Zone episode, too. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the best ones are these these classic um, remakes or really good not homages to the uh, um, <coughs> the thing that they're kind of uh, giving homage to. Right? Yeah. Like, That's why I felt like the later ones started being like, oh, well, they're doing a parody on Transformers. Or, right. or Twilight. And, well, but at least Xena, they're trying Warrior to do that. Yeah. But that Xena one was weird because it's it like, oh, here's stuff that alive or whatever and it's like then she's like i didn't know xena could fly and she's I'm like not i'm not xena i'm lucy lawless <laughs> yeah. all right our next one number is eight the uh right no or number seven. seven number seven is the devil and homer simpson ah uh, yes That's which is based one. on the devil and not mrs jones i think it's is it the devil and somebody the guy sells his soul and they yeah. have to go to court so you can explain this one more. Yeah, so this one is is great because Homer, obviously, he has an obsession with donuts, and there isn't a donut around. And so he's like, I would sell my soul for a donut, and the devil pops up who happens to be Ned Flanders. And that's one of the things that I thought was great. All right, stay calm. Remember your training. Dear Homer, I owe you one emergency donut signed Homer. Bastard! He's always one step ahead. Ooh, I'd sell my soul for a donut. Well... That can be arranged. Which Flanders? You're the devil? <laughs> it's always the one you least suspect. And, and in any real hell for Homer, the devil would be Ned Flanders. And so, yeah. so having having him show up and he says, you know, sign over your soul and I'll give you this donut. But whenever you finish it, your soul is mine, right? And so he left one crumb that he wasn't going to finish. And the but eventually, obviously, his hunger. But gets that's the best life. part too, 
Because he's like, if I don't eat this, then I trick the devil. Blah, blah, blah. Right. But then he still puts it on a plate in the fridge yeah. with the sign that says, do not eat. And he eats. Yeah. It's the, it, what's, Instead of throwing it away. And what's great about that is it's like this, it, it starts out as like this um, stingy Jack where the Jack-O-Lantern legend, legend comes from where he like, he tricked the devil, right? Uh-huh. And so, oh, at least I've been a miser my whole life, so I'm not going to be able to get into heaven. So I'm going to play this trick on the devil to force the devil to owe something to me. And so that way I'm never going to go to hell either. And so he ends up wandering through it. So that's what it kind of starts out with. I'm going to trick the devil. So I got this, I got this thing here. I'm not going to go to hell as long as this never gets eaten by me. And so, and I'm like, I'm fine. And, but obviously he, he can't handle it. And then he goes to hell and he is eating the donuts. And that is a great scene. Oh yeah. Cause they force him to eat all the, all donuts, the donuts in, in the, the world. world. So you like donuts, eh? Mm-hmm. Well, have all the donuts in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand it. James Coco went mad in 15 minutes. My favorite of all of it at the very end is Marge. It's one of those ones that's just endearing, and that's why it made my list too, is that... Uh, Marge shows the wedding photos to um, the Hell's jury and judge. Oh, yeah, they had to bring the jury in. Yeah. The jury of the damned. Yeah. And it's like, I give you the jury of the damned. Benedict Arnold, Lizzie Borden, Richard Nixon. But I'm not dead yet. In fact, I just wrote an article for Red Book. Hey, listen, I did a favor for you. Yes, master. John Wilkes Booth, Blackbeard the Pirate, John Dillinger, and the starting line of the 1976 Philadelphia Flyers. Who were the Broad Street Bullies? So they were like tough mothers out there. So that was funny. that, But then there's so many that they didn't have enough chairs for everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was funny too. But I like that she pulls out the wedding photo and on the back of the wedding photo is... That's a photo of Homer and me at our wedding. Oh. Wait a minute. You got married in an emergency room? Well, Homer ate the entire wedding cake by himself before the wedding. (laughs) Read the back, the back. That is some kind of treasure map. You idiot, you can't read. Aye, it is true. My debauchery was my way of compensating. Dear Marge, you have given me your hand in marriage. All I can give you in return is my soul, which I pledge to you forever. We've heard enough. Your Honor, we find that Homer Simpson's soul is legally the property of Marge Simpson and not of the devil. Oh. Yeah, so it wasn't his to give. Exactly. I thought that was just great. But the best is when, at the end, the devil curses him. Oh, yeah. By giving him a big donut head. (laughs) Stop picking at yourself. And he eats his head, yeah. He eats his own head. But But then that's the line. Where is this? Homer, stop picking at it. Oh, but I'm so sweet and tasty. Yeah. That is another line that is definitely quoted. <clears throat> My dad did that one all the time, too. <laughs> but I'm so sweet and tasty. All right. Number six. Number six. Bart Simpson's Dracula. Dun, yes. dun, dun. That's great. And this cool. that has made it in the show, too. We've, we've used snippets from, the, from Bart Simpson's Dracula here before. Well, not only that, but a parody of the parody got a show title of our episode. No kidding. Yes. Which one? So there's a part where they go to Mr. Well, what they do is the, in the story is there. It's based on Bram Stoker's Dracula, the yes. movie. So they're going to Mr. Burns's house in Pennsylvania. Dun, dun, dun. And it's the Dracula house castle. And they eat this meal and they're drinking. <laughs> and Lisa's like, Ew, dad, this is blood. Correction. Free blood. 
<laughs> so, as I was telling, you may remember this from another episode. I do remember now. Uh, <laughs> Continue. That my family has always eaten frittata, which is um, an Italian-like uh, egg dish for breakfast. It's kind of like you make a quiche with no crust, but you throw pizza toppings on it. <laughs> so, like pepperoni and peppers and stuff. And we eat this on Easter morning every day, every year. And one day, when my dad was making leftovers or something, he's like, correction, free Tata. <laughs> <laughs> and so that ended up being the title of one of our episodes. I forgot, I forgot why we brought that, that up. But I don't remember it either. <laughs> and it actually became the title of an episode. <laughs> so that's all based on this episode. Yeah. yeah. And then at the the other great part about this this particular one, at the very end, after they killed, oh, whenever Homer goes down to kill um, Mr. Burns. <laughs> Take that, vile fiend! Ah! 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 Uh, Dad, that's his crotch. Oh, sorry. Ah! You're fired! Don't! Yeah, and then uh, and then they wake up the next day, and they're still vampires, and like, but we killed the head vampire, and the head vampire. Was, was not was Marge. It was Marge. So. Grandpa's a vampire. We're all vampires. But no, we killed Mr. Burns. You have to kill the head vampire. <gasps> You're the head vampire. No, I'm the head vampire. <laughs> Mom. Well, I do have a life outside this house, you know. Ah! All right. Well, we're gonna take a break because that's half the episodes. Bum bum bum. Happy Halloween, everybody. All right, we have made it halfway through our Simpsons uh, top ten. Uh, if you want to just recap really quickly for those who are coming and joining us after the break. All right, number ten was Monkey's Paw. Number nine, King Homer. Number eight, Clown Without Pity. Number seven, Devil and Homer Simpson. Number six, Bart Simpson's Dracula. And these now are the top five, the uh, the best of the best when it comes to the Treehouse of Horror. And we can't, I can't really argue with any of these. Yeah, I know. So I we did really yeah. good job. Yeah. I, I have to commend ourselves. <laughs> All right. All right, number five. Number five, The Raven. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is funny because you didn't like King Homer because it's just King Kong but done with Simpsons people. Yeah, but I never liked King Kong, and I loved Edgar Allan Poe. Because this is literally yeah. them acting out The Raven written word for word, yep. read word, word for word. Bye, Bye, James Earl Jones. Exactly. Yeah, and it was fantastic. And the Homer, as uh, the the character who's missing his lost Lenore, uh, he it was great. Oh, Lenore! And even and even the the, the lines that he said that's like I shrieked up, starting, "Get thee back into the tempest and the night, Plutonian shore! No, leave no black plume as a token of the lie. Thy soul has spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken." Quit the bust above my door. Take thy beak from off my heart and take thy farm from off my door. Quoth the raven. Nevermore. Take thy beak from out my heart and take thy farm from off my door. Quoth the raven. Nevermore. Why, you little... I think that happened in the same season where there was this... One of the seasons of The Simpsons where Homer got these great monologues in just every few episodes or whatever. The one, the, the same, the one where he does the sugar. Remember the sugar episode where he has like, uh, um, he, he, uh, the, the tank full of sugar crashes. And so he puts a bunch in his trunk and he keeps he's trying to protect. Oh yeah. And the, he has this great 
great monologue about capitalism and and all this stuff in that. I'm like, this is fantastic. And he does it in another one. I think it's the same season. Well, that's season two is this episode. Oh, so maybe it is season two. But I know it's a, I know it's an early season. But man, is it good? Like, and it just reminds me that. The, the who's Dan, Dan what's the name of the Dan guy? Dan Castellana. That's the guy who does the voice of Homer. He's he's fantastic. Oh yeah, and, and just his he does a bunch of voices. I bet you don't know he does the voices too. Oh, probably yeah. But his range of what he can do with his voice and his character and the voice of his character that's supposed to be this dolt, right? And that's why I don't care for a lot of the later Simpsons episodes because they took that more away. Dolty. He, they took that away from him, and it was so good. And, man, this just epitomizes Homer being, like, Homer's great. Yeah, and it was one of my favorites. It made it at number three for me. When you had it really high, I was like, oh, okay, I got to have it. I'm glad. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's by far. Uh, yeah, James Earl Jones doing, the vo- Jones doing the voiceover. While I pondered weak and weary over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly came a tapping as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. Homer doing this great, uh, just acting out of it all, the whole thing. It's but my, my favorites are the little... The, the the parts I love were like the little parts put in by the Simpsons kids. Yeah. So like, you know, and they'd be like, quote the raven. Eat my shorts. Bart, stop it. He says never more. And that's all he'll ever say. But the, be- the two parts that were great were the Bart lines. When they, Homer opens the door and there's nothing there. And Bart's like, this better be good. Darkness there and nothing more. Huh? You know what would have been scarier than nothing? What? Anything. And then at the end, he's like. Lisa, that wasn't scary, not even for a poem. Well, it was written in 1945. Maybe people were easier to scare back then. Oh, yeah. Like when you look at Friday the 13th Part 1. It's pretty tame by today's standards. And this is like 1991? Was this that the year or 1990? Oh, it was October 90, right, when this episode came out. You got me. So it's only 10 years. Friday the 13th Part 1 is only 10 years old by yeah. then, which is hilarious because like he's like, today's standards... Just think about now. That's like pre-saw oh, yeah. and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, or the or the Japanese wave of horror films that changed horror here for. Oh yeah, like the Ringo the ring and, and yeah. yeah, in the garage. Yeah. All right. All right. What's next? It's a raven. Then number four. Somehow, <laughs> this one got that high. Citizen Kang. Citizen Kang, man, I, it's it's up that high because of all the one-liners, they, I, and that's also another one that's made it on the show. I think more than once, probably. Citizen Kang. Every election year. Oh my goodness, it, and it's just look out, the, Nick. Look out next October. <laughs> all the one-liners. Bob Dole doesn't need this because they so always many. made fun. Because I don't even remember Bob Dole speaking yeah. about Bob Dole in the third person. Yeah. But boy, did they do that in every parody. Oh Like yeah. if they're making fun of him on a. T- t- Tonight Show or, or Saturday Night Live. Live. It's like, Bob Dole needs this. Bob Dole will do this. Yeah. So when they pick him up, it's like, well, Bob, Bob Dole doesn't, doesn't need this. this. Yeah. Man, and, and then Homer being, um, <laughs> oh my God, space aliens. Don't eat me. I have a wife and kids. Eat them. There's just so many. There, there was no bad line in that episode. So, oh wait. So the, the premise of it is Kane and Kodos, the mm-hmm. aliens come down and, um, they abduct Homer Simpson. They, like, want to know who the leader is. And he's like, Well, I guess you mean President Clinton. He usually hangs around Washington, D.C. President Clinton. Excellent. Except, um, there's this election next week, so after that it might not be him anymore. 
It might be, what's his name? Uh, Mumbly Joe. Uh, I saw him on TV the other... Uh, Bob Dole! Which is funny, because like now I would say Biden is Mumbly Joe. <laughs> yeah, that makes but, sense. So it was Bob Dole. So they, they what they ended up doing is they kidnapped both Clinton and Dole and disguised themselves as them so that when they voted, they voted in the election that one of the two aliens would take over the, the country. Or the world, you know. So, and then the part at the end was when they discovered that they were really Kane and Kodos. And they're like, But what are you going to do about it? It's a two-party system. You have to vote for one of us. You're right. This is a two-party system. Well, I believe I'll vote for a third-party candidate. Go ahead. Throw your vote away. <laughs> and then they had like Ross Perot there punching his hand through his hat. So good. So good. And they still did it. They're so stupid. Well, don't blame me. I voted for Kodos. Don't blame me. I voted for Kodos. I use that all the time. I literally <laughs> said that yesterday. <laughs> I quite quite always use that, and, and that's what I did because when it was uh, when it was Cl- uh, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, uh-huh. when it finally went down to that, I'm like, really? Yeah. And all the other people, this is the two this we is get. Who we got. Yeah, I know. And so I made my Facebook wallpaper the vote for Kang, vote for <laughs> Kodos, yeah. uh, uh, what's it called? The uh, uh, campaign signs that people put in the front yard. Yeah. And I put those in uh, a picture of those because I'm like, that's where we're at. Yep. and Kodos. That's it. <clears throat> Doesn't matter. So and I voted funny. for a third party that year. Good for you. That's awesome. <laughs> but the another, like you said, there's so many. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe. So, but you're right. That all, episode also had a lot of good one-liners because they're like, okay. You know, he's like, when they were sending Homer back, he's like, what are you going to use? A minor racer or something? And he's like... <laughs> What are you spraying me with? Rum! So no one will believe your story. And don't come back. So they douse him rum and throw him back into the boat that he was in or something. He was like fishing. So he comes in. He's like, March, March, March. March, March. There I was. I had just caught the largest fish you'd ever seen when I was abducted by a flying saucer. Sure you were, Rummy. <gasps> Such a great line. There is not a bad scene in that Citizen King. It was almost my number one. It made it for number two for me. Oh, and then it's great, too, because Homer takes over the spaceship, and when he goes to, to tell everybody, the spaceship crashes into the Capitol, which is an f- iconic image from the old, old movie Earth versus the Flying Saucers. Mm. So it's one of you know one of those 50s of the era of how the Earth stood still, and st- the day the Earth stood still and stuff. But what it was is... The what's it called flying saucer crashes in the Capitol Dome and just sticking, sticking out, out there. Yeah. So when they did that, you're like, oh, that's from the movie. Nice, yeah, it's great, well crafted, well crafted. Good yeah. job, Simpsons. So good. All right, we should have looked up who the writers were for each of these. It's on Wikipedia. Yeah. Anyway, Citizen King. What uh, that was number three. That was number three. Oh no, four. That was number four. Okay. Number three is Dial Z for Zombies. Oh, that's a great one. I got a lot of one-liners from there too. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Dad, we did something very bad. Did you wreck the car? No. Did you raise the dead? Yes. But the car's okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's another one my dad used all the time. <laughs> the car's okay. <laughs> all right, so in this one, Bart and Lisa are in the library. <laughs> they take this turn, and it's like this dungeon with the occult section, and they're like, ooh, I, haven't, I don't remember this part of the library. Yeah. And they find this like book of like, you know, like the ne- Necronomicon or something. Yeah. And they got this big book of, 
then they do the, it's a little bit of pet cemetery right. also because yeah. Lisa's missing snowball too. Cause she got hit by the mayor's brother, Cletus or no Clovis or I forgot his name, but the mayor's brother hit, hit snowball with his car. Yeah. So they wanted to bring snowball back to life, but instead brought all the, the zombies, the, the dead came back. And what's funny is when he does the, uh, the, the incantations, the incantations. Great. Colin Rayburn, Nars, Trebek. Zabar, Kresge, Kaldor, Walmart. <laughs> and so they bring the zombies out. And this one also has such great one-liners. Yes, and sure does. And also ones dad would use all the time was like, oh, Sanders, Sanders was a, Flanders was a zombie. Hey, Simpson, I'm feeling a mite peckish. Mind if I chew your ear? <gasps> dad, you killed the zombie Flanders. He was a zombie? Yeah, because Dad always did it wrong. He's like, Flanders was a zombie? Because Homer gets the... I think this is after Terminator 2. Oh, yeah. So he takes the shotgun where he can cock it while he does a flip that Arnold Schwarzenegger did in the movie. To the book depository! Get another book to put the zombies back. And that's when he blows away Shakespeare and Washington. (laughs) Barney, not you too. I'm not a zombie, but hey... One in Rome. Wow, George Washington. Take that, Washington. Eat lead, Einstein. Show's over, Shakespeare. Is this the end of zombie Shakespeare? Oh, yeah, that was good. Like when brains, zom- they try to get to Homer. Brains, brains, and they push him aside because he has no brains. But the, uh, the, oh, but the other thing, and I used this the other day, too. So there's a part where they're boarding up all the doors and windows to keep the zombies out. Very uh, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. And Homer's sitting there on, watching TV. And then Marge is like, I thought you were going to board up the door. He's literally sitting on the couch watching TV with boards, a hammer yeah. in his hands with like a beer. <laughs> and then she's like, Homer, did you barricade the door? Why? Oh, the zombies. No. That's great. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> So, Lisa, I forgot what I was doing. Lisa's like, I thought you were going to wash the dishes or whatever it was. And I went, oh, the zombies. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Oh, <clears throat> so many good parts of that. Z for Zombies is great. I almost was further up on my list, but the, the the reason why the other ones have made it were only personal nostalgia. That's what kept. Well, that, that's also probably why I did Monkey's Paw and, and the Clown and King Homer so high. So high because personal nostalgia. Yeah. But this one was around that same time. So it was. Yeah. Just objectively good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But boy, I was so good to zombies. All right, number two. Mm-hmm. Hungry are the damned. Yes, such a good one. <clears throat> was this in the original? Or, first, or, it, yep. First, first, yeah, I thought so. This one's great. This is the premiere of Kang and Kodos. Yes. And oh, the, yeah, so good. This is based on a Twilight Zone episode called To Serve Man. And what it is, so, well, I won't explain that episode because that's just explaining this. Yeah. So in this Aliens uh, abduct the Simpson family and they keep uh, trying to give them all this great food and blah, 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 where they go to Rigel 6 or something. Yeah. Is that Rigel 7? Whatever. And and that's when you have Kane and Kodos for the first time. They're taking them and all they're doing is slobbering all over the time. And then they have a cook, a chef, who's James making Earl all Jones. the food and that's James Earl Jones <laughs> doing the voice. Here you go, Earthlings. Take all you want, but eat all you take. Oh, thank you very much, mister. To pronounce it correctly, I would have to Pull out your tongue. And, and so the whole thing is, they're like, eh, they keep feeding us and this and that. And, and they don't eat. 
And they're like, oh, we'll have the great banquet when we get back to the planet. And, and then if you've seen, and then um, Lisa thinks that they're going to eat them. So she founds the, the cookbook. Yeah, that says uh, how to eat humans or something like that. How to cook, how to cook humans. Don't you see what's happening here? They're fattening us up so they can eat us. Oh, oh come on, Lisa. Come on. You don't believe me, then just look at this book that I found. <gasps> Right. Humans, you have stopped eating. Blanking, you big, stupid space creature. Nobody, but nobody eats the Simpsons. I beg your pardon. Don't play dumb with me. We found your book. Uh, you mean this? <laughs> it's a harmless cookbook. It's just a little dusty. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, it's got some space dust on it. Yeah. It says cook four humans. Oh. oh. It's like, wait a second. There's more dust on her. How to cook 40 humans. <laughs> Or something like that. Yeah. And then it ended up being the fact that they weren't going to eat them. Right. And they took 440 humans. <laughs> yeah. And then they were like, we we're going to give you, you know, knowledge and technology. And we offered you paradise. You would have experienced emotions a hundred times greater than what you call love. And a thousand times greater than what you call fun. You would have been treated like gods and lived forever in beauty. But now, because of your distrustful nature... That can never be. Hmm. For a superior race, they really rub it in. Because the original How to Serve Man was this alien came down, played by Richard Keel, who's Jaws in the James Bond movies, and he's Happy Gilmore's old boss with a nail in the head. And <laughs> and he he was there, and uh, they had a voice for it, and he was the alien who came who was trying to teach them how to you know end nuclear war. Because remember, in the 60s, we thought nuclear war was everywhere. And how to, you know, fix, you know, give us all of like food and technology and all this awesome stuff. And if you want, you can come to his home planet and stuff. And there are people going up. They're like, oh, I hear they have a version of baseball. It'll be cool, blah, blah, blah. And they go up and the code breaker guy's trying to figure out his book and stuff. And once they realize it was to serve man, they're like, see, to serve man, we're here to help you. <laughs> and the thing is, they're like, no, it's a cookbook. Yeah. And then so they take all those people back to eat them. That was the point. So that this what this is, but it's like you like oh they're definitely gonna eat the Simpsons, and then it was like they didn't. Nope, so. no, that, yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah, that's also one where you're. What's great is you don't notice it, but Homer's like spraying the slider fluid into the charcoal grill, but he just keeps doing Doing it. it. But it's kind of like in the background at first or something as you like, and then he's like, oh, the time to light it. And then this nuclear cloud (laughs) of an explosion happens because he puts so much charcoal fluid. Yeah. Oh. That was a good one. <laughs> this is why the early, the earliest ones, man, they were so good. Yeah, I felt like they just, even when they had good things to parody or right. or pay homage to, they just just didn't work they cutting didn't. it. Mm-mm. I gotta say that uh, um, before we get to number one, um, the uh, the latest uh, Treehouse of Horror, it had some decent parody. Like if you're really into anime, is they this parody. last year's? Uh, this is the most recent one, so thirty four. Yeah, but I mean, isn't there one that's coming out? Is there one coming out this? Oh week? yeah, yeah. There's one coming out. Yeah. So this is last year's. So, um, but what was great about it is if you're a big anime fan, they did Death Note. I don't know if we, if you're familiar. Are you familiar? I know with? of it. So they did Death Note, and they drew the Simpsons as anime characters, and it was beautifully done. I saw the ad for it on Disney Plus. You should watch it just just because of how the art was and the music and everything. It was it was very very well done. Uh, that was a nice homage. It it didn't feel like the Simpsons, but it felt like a homage to. Um, What's it called? Death Note. Death Note. 
Uh, and then the other one was the first episode or the first segment in that. It's authentically terrifying. It is authentically terrifying. So in, in this particular one, um, Marge Simpson uh, finds this storybook to read to Maggie. And I can't I can't remember the name of the book, um, but it's some really creepy sounding name or whatever. Uh, and so she reads this storybook, but as she's reading the story, the story is extraordinarily unnerving. You know, it keeps talking about how uh, this this demon is going to watch your baby and it's going to kill your baby and all, all this crazy stuff, right? And then, um, she, so Marge says, I'm going to burn this book. So she burns the book because she can't get rid of it. She tries to throw it away. She tries to shred it and it keeps coming back. She burns the book and, and she sees a page flutter down and says, oh, I was hoping that you would do that. And then it she breathes in the smoke and Marge gets possessed by this demon and Marge is freaking terrifying, right? As she goes and like connives ways in order to try to kill Maggie. What? It is terrifying. Like you got to watch it. Just, Why would they do that? I don't know. It was so unnerving and, and never, I've never really seen Marge as a bad guy. Even when they they played Marge as like the witch or whoever, it's always, yeah. it's always funny. This was not funny. And man, it was scary. And just just to have Marge being like that and trying to kill Maggie and Maggie trying to do whatever she can to hide and protect herself. And then it has that endearing thing at the very end where Maggie touches Marge's cheek just before Mar Marge is going to kill her. And Marge is able to fight off the demon because it's that's their like, little signal. So it's a little it's sweet at the end. But man. I was like, neither of those felt like the Simpsons, like classic Simpsons, but they were still good in their own right, you know. What um, was the other one? Uh, the third one, not memorable, so I don't... Oh, no, it was. Um, was it? Yes. So the third one was... <laughs> you would like the third one. Do you remember the monorail episode? Yeah, monorail. It's, it starts off with a scene from the monorail episode. I actually thought I screwed something up, and like, oh, well, like literally, it's like here's the whole monorail episode. Yeah, like he's he's at the cockpit of the monorail, and he's showing it, showing off all the parts and everything like that. He's like, I'm a monorail conductor. It's line for line the monorail episode, and then. Um, uh, this these guys come up and like oh let's make him do it while he's drunk and they start pouring beer in in Homer's mouth and it turns out that this is an amusement park of all the the Simpsons um, classic things throughout the century or throughout the years or whatever right so you see lots of really cool uh, Simpsons throwbacks to different scenes and things like that uh, but the robots that are the Simpsons in all these different places a few of them um, Homer becomes sentient he becomes self-aware and uh, becoming self-aware he realizes what's going on and um, so it's like Westworld or something and he tries to find the rest of his family and make a couple of the other Lisa uh, Lisa a Bart a Marge and a Maggie all self-aware and they would try to escape. And so they're trying to escape this um, amusement park of The Simpsons. And so you get to walk through some of the classic things. It was, it was very much a nostalgia type. Um, like, let's let's put some of the favorite scenes of The Simpsons back in this. And it made my honorable, honorable mentions. Wow. Uh, yeah, it, was, it wasn't bad. So if you want to watch that one. Um, I might, if yeah, it's on there. It sure is. I mean, it is. So Yeah, the, my, my other honorable mention that... Um, before we get to number one, uh, that I just really liked was the fog that turns people inside out. Oh, well, that... <laughs> that I... But that's not even... Oh, you mean just at the end? It's at the end. You know, a lot of my honorable mentions that I try to pick were, were things that, that weren't in technically a segment of any of these stories. I think that's after the vampire. It is, but he's like, it, it, he wakes up and it's a dream, so it's not real. And so... Uh, it's either after that one or it's after the one, um, the the one where they get eaten or whatever the in the in the school. Nightmare Cafe. Yeah, it's it's one of the ones where he wakes up screaming. Relax, honey. You were just having a crazy nightmare. You're back with your family now, where there's nothing to be afraid of, except that fog that turns people inside out. Hmm? 
Uh-oh, it's seeping in. Stupid cheap weather stripping. <laughs> and then they have this fantastic song that's reminiscent of... Um, it's, it's one by cor- from the chorus line. From cor- a chorus line. A chorus line. That's what it's... And it's so good. And the dog eats Bart. And it, just the the, la- the line of the songs. And, and Oh, my goodness. That's, uh, that's, that's up there. I used to know the lyrics to that particular song, and I used to sing it all the time. One. Yeah. It? No, it wasn't the real one, was it? Or No, they sang one. But it wasn't the real lyrics. It was no, no, no. It was about... Um, chorus line of people. No, no. Flesh-eating bacteria or something. Uh, yeah. Just one sniff of that fog and you're inside out. That's worse than that flesh-eating virus you, you read, read about. about. <laughs> and was it like Grandpa shows up halfway through? Yeah. Or Two! <laughs> <laughs> and then there's little splatters of blood and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. That was so gross. Yeah, it's very good. Very, very good. The other one, the other piece of honorable mention is uh, that one, Treehouse of Horror 5, where Willie dies in every segment by getting stabbed in the back. Well, wait, 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 let's not talk about that until we talk about this. Well, I just want to do the honorable mentions before we yeah, get to but the point We won't is, talk about what they are. It's just it's just great that he just gets, like, he comes in to save in every single moment, and consistently in each scene, he gets stabbed in the back with an axe. And I just love it. I just think it's great. It's so funny. Yeah. Okay, number one. You ready? Number one. Dun, 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 dun. If people couldn't guess this by now. <sighs> the Shinin. The Shinin. You mean shining. Shh. You want to get sued? I put this on because uh, we were. I was going back and watching these, and I put this on. And GV has never really seen these. She's not a big Simpsons fan, and she was cracking up through this whole the Shining, and she thought it was the funniest thing. And I'm like, well, she probably hasn't even seen The Shining either. She, oh no, I made her watch The Shining because oh. I love The Shining. Because you're that guy. Yeah. I, Here, yeah, watch absolutely. this movie. that will give you nightmares. I know. I love it's the like Shining. when he's making out with that hot, hot naked girl, <laughs> and then she turns into a old ugly exactly. dead girl. Yeah. Yeah. I loved. Uh, I love the. the the movie The Shining. I love the book The Shining. Uh, it's uh, it was for a long time my favorite like horror kind of thing. Really? Yeah. Uh, and so this this episode is it has a special place for. And there's again one of those that's there's no bad scenes. Oh yeah. Yeah. That just the opening where it's like what was it Wednesday and they start driving. Oh, <laughs> Hey, did you turn off the the stove or you close the garage or whatever the thing was? And he had to go back. And, and then they, Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> they do it again, and then Friday. <gasps> oh no! We left Grandpa back at the gas station. What about Grandpa? And they just keep driving. It's just so good. And yeah. then this uh, one had twenty six points. Oh yeah, absolutely. Three points higher than the last one. Only four points off from a perfect score. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's 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 great. <laughs> The book is definitely more terrifying, but I thought the movie did did well. You know, yeah. I watched the um, years ago. They, I think, like two thousand and six or whatever, they did the TV adaptation, which was yeah, with Stephen Weber. Yeah, which was true to the book. Yeah, and it wasn't as good. Yeah, you know, but the book was fantastic. But yeah, because uh, it's a croquet mallet and stuff. Yeah. Oh, and I was reading that was terrifying. I was, I was, I was, <coughs> I was in middle school when I read that book. Oh wow. <laughs> Oh wow! It's that jacked up, but yeah, that's yeah. Because I don't, I never read the book. I saw parts of that Stephen Weber TV miniseries. Yeah, and I saw the end. And um, I first saw the movie. Movie. God, there was this period of time. I got to be nineteen twenty something around there, and they had a Hollywood video. I had my own Hollywood video card, and I had a car, and I had money enough. So I'd be like, I haven't seen this movie before. Oh, yeah. You know? So I did that with like five movies or something. It's like, nice. I've seen 2001, but i never seen 2010. Let's rent this. And then it's like, I never saw The Shining. I should see The Shining. Yeah, absolutely. And that was one of the few, because I rented like five movies in a week or something. That went yeah. all. 
Well, in this in this one of the Simpsons, it is a walkthrough of The Shining, but they take their liberties where they can take their liberties, and it makes sense. It's so good. It's yeah, Homer's working for Mr. Burns, watching this hotel, and you know that all makes sense. And and then as they're walking through, of course, it's like the creepiest and worst hotel ever because it's Mr. Burns' hotel. It's poorly taken care of or whatever. The blood comes rushing out. He's like, oh, that's odd. The blood usually gets off on the second floor or whatever, <laughs> and and all this stuff. And um, then as as. Burns and Smithers are leaving. They cut the cable line so they can't watch TV, and he packs up all the beer, and he says, Yes, by cutting off cable TV and the beer supply, I can ensure an honest winter's work out of those low lights. Sir, did you ever stop to think that maybe it was doing this that caused the previous caretakers to go insane and murder their families? Hmm, perhaps. Tell you what, we come back and everyone's slaughtered, I owe you a Coke. It's a great scene. Uh, there's uh, again nothing, nothing that can go like if Homer was Jack Nicholson in The Shining. This is exactly how it would. Well, play it's it good out. too because when he starts getting demented, they make his hair like Jack Nicholson, but he's got three hairs. Yeah, <laughs> and it still works. It's, and he does, the, he does the whole thing. It shows again, once again, his his range as an actor in this particular role. Oh. Right? Uh, this is the one where Maggie has the rock blocks that say red rum. Red rum. But <laughs> we talked about it a couple of episodes ago. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, is one of those things that you, you, you can't put yeah, a clip put in. On, put a clip in. But then there's the part where he's just like, oh, man, I don't know how many times I do lines for this, too. Yeah. But I love it when she's like, Homer? Homie? What he's typed will be a window into his madness. Feeling fine. Wow, that's a relief. And then the lightning strikes and every it's all piece of the, the wall walls. is no TV, no beer, make Homer something, no, something. No, make Homer go crazy. Oh, oh does it? Say, it says oh, everywhere, it says make Homer go crazy. something, yeah. something, sorry. <laughs> and then so Homer comes walking in and he says, oh, What do you think, Marge? All I need is a title. I was thinking along the lines of no TV and no beer make Homer something something. Go crazy? Don't mind if I do! So good. And again, it does that thing that you like where the um, subverts expectation because what does she do? She picks up the bat just like it, just like um, what's her name did in The Shining. Right? Uh, Shelley Duvall. Yeah, and she's swinging it at Homer just and it looks very much the same backing up the stairs. Like, and give, me the give me the bat. Give me the bat, bat, bat. But she doesn't, it's not the hitting him with the bat that scares him and makes him fall. He sees his reflection in the mirror <laughs> that scares, that scares him, him. Makes him Give me the bat, Marge. Give me the bat. Give me the bat. Come on. Give me the bat. Give me the bat. Scaredy <laughs> cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he falls, and then she drags him into the cellar. Yes. Like in the movie. And then locks him in, and she's like. You stay here till you're no longer insane. Hmm. Chili will be good tonight. And the, and the ghosts come banging on the door. But it's Lloyd, the bartender, is Mo. Is Mo, which, again, makes sense. He's like... Homer, it's Mo. Uh, look, some of the ghouls and I are a little concerned the project isn't moving forward. Damn murder now. Eating. Oh, I'm crying out loud. What? Come on. No! They go in and it's like Freddy Krueger and Pinhead. Jason. <laughs> they all grab him and take him out. He's like, no! <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, it was it was good. Uh, and then uh, oh, and then of all of all of them, book uh, Jack Nicholson film. 2006, whatever it was, remake. The Simpsons Shining has the best ending of all of them. It's very much like more. It's more like the Jack Nicholson film than any of the others. Oh well, yeah, because because it's more. Because it's a parody. It's of a that. parody of that. But man, is it good? Because Willie had. Oh yeah, a, well we're skipping all that. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. We got to even get into that yeah. point because because <laughs> in the beginning is when Willie's supposed to be the Scatman Crothers character. And then he says, oh, he could read read my, my thoughts. thoughts. You know, he's like, you must have the shinin. He's like, you mean shinin. And he's like, you want to get sued? Yeah. Like, no, shinin. Do you want to get sued? <clears throat> and then what's funny is, so then later when Bart needs help, he calls to Willie with his shinin. Shin. <laughs> and what I love too is in the movie, when Danny tries to contact him, Scatman's sitting there in his bed or something watching TV or whatever he's doing. And on the back wall, there's like this 70s Afro style um, woman, like all 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 sexy and naked kind of thing with a big fro and everything because Scatman's a black dude. So he had like yeah. this, but it was like right out of a Shaft movie or something. It's on the wall. So when Bart's trying to get Willie, there's a picture on the back of the wall, but it's like a Scottish Stop. girl with a kilt and <laughs> with a kilt skirt and I a, a glittery hat or something. And uh. so it's funny because it's like they didn't only just parody that, but they even took the picture of the hot girl and this <laughs> and made it to a Scottish version. And this is the one that started the. Um, the Willie being killed in each one yeah. of the segments, because if you remember in in The Shining, the the guy uh, what's his name Scatman or whatever Scatman Crothers, yeah, he he comes to save them and he dies basically immediately. Yeah, they come by and kill. He stabs him in the back with the axe, which didn't make sense in the film or. It, because like they they had this character such like a key character who did nothing for the plot other than explain The Shining, right? Or it's, well, and bring a snowmobile. Oh, that's true. They did use that, but uh, that's how they get home. But that's uh, but that's a uh, um, what was so funny about what they were doing here is like uh, he comes to help and dies immediately. And then, but is it in the book? But see, I think in the book he goes. They run and jump on the on the snowmobile and get away or something. So the house blows up in the book, right? Right, because right. he's in the boiler room, right? Doesn't he like become sane for like ten seconds before yes. he blows up? Yeah, there's there are several <clears throat> moments in the book where um, Danny's able to escape because his dad has moments of clarity, um, and they're unnerving scenes because he has to get past him like he's cornered or whatever, and he has to get past him. And the final scene is that boiler room where you know they've um, a cat a scat man or whatever, and the and Danny have rigged it to be able like it's going to explode. The whole boiler room is going to explode, and and uh, um. The dad is trapped down there, or, or the you know he's keeping himself trapped down there by hitting himself in the face with the mallet again because he knocked he did the same thing earlier and uh, and then they they both get away if I'm not mistaken I, I don't think Scatman dies in the book I can't that's remember. what I'm thinking yeah. I don't think he does yeah well whatever the well it's not Scatman's in the book well, whoever whatever his name is <laughs> the character the guy in that's the book. like that's like <laughs> there was like comedians that would joke about like novelizations and movies and people look at the cover and they're like ooh Brad Pitt's in this book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but what was great in, in this one is that Willie is um, watching TV on a portable TV, like one of those really tiny ones that has an antenna sticking out from the '90s, and uh, um, and he drops it in the snow to go and try to rescue the family, but obviously dies immediately. Uh, but when the family goes out, and and normally in the Jack uh, Nicholson version of The Shining, they get lost inside the um, hedge, hedge maze. maze, and and Jack Nicholson freezes in there. And he has that iconic, you know, frozen face in the morning. That's, right. 
and, and so in this particular one, um, they it, Homer hears the TV and he stops feeling murderous. You know, he's about to kill his family, but he hears the TV. And he's like, oh, the TV, you know, he's like, oh, urge to kill fading. Urge to kill fading, 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 rising, fading, fading, go. I say that all the time. <laughs> urge to what kill. Was it? What was he saying with the TV? It's like, oh. Television! Teacher! Mother! Secret lover. Uh, something like that. And then they're all frozen with that same face uh, in, the, in the morning. And then uh, I can't remember the show that comes on. It was on. the Tony Awards. It was the Tony Awards. That's which right. was probably, and I think the music was, one it from was. Chorus Line. It was, and which was also really funny because they did that at the very end of the whole thing. Uh, but, but they have um, the Tony Awards coming on, and they're like... Live from Broadway... It's the Tony Awards with your hosts, Tyne Daly and Hal Linden. Homer, change channel. Can't. Frozen. Ah! Urge to kill. Rising. And it was just so good. Not a bad scene in that whole thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that he didn't die in the book. I'm pretty sure too. But, but like I said, I think that's a Kubrick thing because Stanley Kubrick, like, I don't think he likes Catman or something. So we oh, ended yeah. up killing him or something. He was tough to deal with on that. Like, poor, like, Shelley Duvall had to do a scene like 7,000 times or something. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> it was like ridiculous. So, but what's funny is, so he gets stabbed in the back there. Right. And then, is it Time and Punishment? Time and Punishment. The next one? Where Maggie stabs him in the back. That's the next one because the last one is the. Um, uh, cafeteria, and that's when Skinner stabs in the yeah. back. Yep, and it's but in Zach's. time and punishment, it's funny because he's like, "You're still not in your own world, Homer. I can get you home, but you have to do exactly as I." This is indeed a disturbing universe, and it's Maggie with once again James Earl <laughs> Jones, Jones yeah. <laughs> which is so good, so good. Yep. So good. Yeah. And then the, at episode. the very last one where Skinner stabs him back, he's like, oh, I'm bad at this. <laughs> he just dies. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. That's the one where it was a through line through. Yeah. Like you're talking, tre- you're evil trees kind of. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I think the very first thing I put on Facebook, because see, back in the day when you had like Facebook, you know, 2, 2.0 or whatever it was, because like when it was originally there, they used to have the flare and stuff. I don't know if you remember that. I so, vaguely remember that, yeah. You know, it was like only for like college kids and stuff or whatever for a while. <clears throat> but then when I first got it, like, oh, nine-ish, there's a thing where you posted something and then like that was on your main page. So if you look, there's my picture and something I wrote. And that was like your headline of the day. Yeah. So before it became, you posted all the time. So what I wrote is like, no TV, no beer, make Neil something, something. <laughs> and I, but it was just there the whole time for like a month or two because I didn't post anything back then. Yeah. And it was just like, so <laughs> like my cousin's friend went, go crazy. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> but that one, I mean, I don't know how many times my cousin Jason said, give me the bat. Like, give me the bat. Give me the bat. 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 <laughs> Yeah, you know, so good. Uh, well, you're funny is when you're talking about the hotel in the original Shining movie, they shot it. You really have to pay attention, but like they shot it where it's like the rooms don't make sense. So like you could see like like something like an example would be like, oh, here's this door, and you can see you're in the hallway and you can see the window. So you're going into this one room. So the right is the window. So you know that that's the edge of the building. Then you walk into the room, and then the right hand side is like a long hallway, which can't work because. Right. That's the end of the the yeah. building, but somehow there's a hallway there, so they shot it so it would right. make the rooms wouldn't work, you know, structurally and yeah. stuff. So to make you, but like I didn't even notice that until they brought it up and stuff. And that's funny. All right, how do you want to wrap this up? We're at um, two hours. 
Oh, that was a good time to end. I'm glad yeah. we actually did this as fast as we did. No kidding. Yeah, that was impressive. Good job, us. Yay, Neil and David. All right, well. Um, Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. Um, <laughs> this episode will also be another 40 minutes from all the sound clips I'm going to make you put in. I know, right? And um, what else? I was thinking. But yeah, if you have any um, of your favorite Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors. Yeah, let us know uh, let what us your know. favorite is. What's your top? You know, and, um, you know, we have more episodes to do that we did before. We've been kind of on a recording hiatus because of um, the babies. Yeah, I have a baby. So baby we have Judah. some. Yeah, that's good. Hopefully we'll, we'll be able to do Christmas at least. Yes. No, and I, there, are, there are episodes in the pipeline I need to edit it and out because we have. Yeah, like, we don't do them too fast. You know? <laughs> no, well, yeah, we'll, we'll give some time because we do need to do a Christmas special and we do need to do various other things and some spade and new to your pets. Wow. Good ending there, Bob Barker. Oh yeah. Bob Barker died. <laughs> yeah, no, there you go. Oh yeah. Wait, what about the, what the Bishop? Which part? He got the, the Pallia mass. Yeah. We should bring that up. We should do a whole episode talking about the Pallia mass and, and, and kind of some of the, uh, some of the diocese. Now we're like there. an official, official, official I know, archdiocese. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Sponsored by the archdiocese of Las Vegas. No, 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 no we're not. We can't, we can't say that. Can't we have say no, that, association no. no association with the archdiocese of Las Vegas. The views and opinions expressed by the by host, host or, or host of this uh, podcast do not uh, reflect the views and opinions of the archdiocese of Las Vegas or the archbishop of the, of the archdiocese of Las Vegas. Or any church. Or, any church or, or or any religion of the Archdiocese of Las Vegas or any religion therein. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, All right. oh, oh, I guess we should send like, you know, good wishes and stuff to everything in, in Israel and oh, stuff yes. like that. I guess this makes it kind of timely, but yeah, there's crazy stuff happening and then there's crazy stuff happening here. There is. So like, hopefully things work out. Yeah. Pray yeah. for peace. Pray for peace. Yeah. Not, not Lisa's peace. What? Oh, peace. <laughs> like when Lisa will pray for world peace. Oh, jeez. Can't go to us. No, but you know, or, you know, so like, I don't want to be a downer and stuff, but you know, we could have talked about that more, but I don't think yeah. this is a place to do it right no, now. No, we, we, we should, uh, I, I think, uh, yeah, we, we should gather more of our thoughts and things like that. Cause that's, that's, and I think of the best scenarios to do for, for right now for those is to, is to pray for peace. And, and I think sometimes things like this where it's just silly, just fun. Um, That's why this episode works out because of all this craziness. Yeah. yeah. Too bad it's not election year because this is when we really need the fun. I know, right? Yeah. All right, cool. That's all I got. All right, you have more. We have some good episodes coming up. And if our next episode has us talking about things in June, yeah. sorry. Sorry. <laughs> just, that's my fault. I had a baby. That's all right. And if you're listening <laughs> to this episode in 2025, <laughs> Halloween really 2025. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> all right. All right. Bye. Bye. Worse than that flesh-eating virus you've read. <laughs>